I, I come back to Sweden. But I have not told you everything that happened in the United States. Uh, there is more time that I have been close to be killed. And uh, it will uh, it will come. I'm going back sometimes uh, when I'm uh, talking about uh, my life in Sweden, and I I will come back to those moments in the United States. It's very hard to to tell you because. Uh, my brain is like when I have I grew up with many many suffering and abuse and so I learn how to take away all the bad things in my mind. So uh, today, as an old woman, I I have hard to remember uh, when go to a doctor or go to dentist, uh, doing things that is not so nice. Uh, then I forget it. So it's it's uh, very important for me to make a note about it or else I, my my brain forget it because i'm so used to to take away uh, memories of abuse and that's uh, what's happened when i talk about uh, those times i i was close to be killed uh, like um, when a man took me out on the bridge and he said that I, I don't understand why I did it but uh, is I think it's from my childhood that uh, I did everything they say that I should do even if it was dangerous for me and um, and he said to me that it's nicer to look at uh, the water under the bridge uh, by standing standing outside the, the fence. So I had the fence on in on my back and uh, standing and looking down into the water. And it was, it was not the, the highest bridge, but at least four or five meters down. And it was very fast going water. So if I had fallen down there, I should have going away with the water. And I'm not good in swimming. And... So I was standing and look down to the water and then I I find um, I look on the side and look at this man that was standing at the side uh, that told me to look down in the water and then I saw his eyes they were crazy eyes and uh, but I find out uh, as I have been in all this uh, situation, and I say that to people that a weapon is not the uh, gun is uh, is not the best weapon. Uh, the best weapon to defend you with is the brain, and it have helped me a uh, lots of time to. Uh, talking out from situation so I saw his crazy eyes and I start to laugh and then I 
and I push him a little and uh, and uh, kidding with him and play a little with him until and he back off uh, because I push him a little and laugh and uh, playing like a child with him so we come out from the situation uh, so I come to a safe place and um, so there was a, but uh, in Sweden also I have been in these situations because I'm by myself the whole time like um, I had uh, for a little while a friend that I a single man that uh, in my same age and um, I was looking for for a man so I was thinking maybe we can be together and um, but he was a little crazy and uh, but it, uh, we, I was to him because he he collected all the computers so it was much about that we were talking uh, and he he knew all these old things with the computers electronic things so I was with him and um, not sexual I was only visit him and one day uh, he had lots of newspaper on on a table where he had one of his computers on that table and uh, I was sitting and look at the computer he wanted me to look at it and um, at the screen and then uh, I uh, suddenly I I come in when I was moving around I come in into um, it's now I take it back <laughs> he he say that uh, I say it was hard to see <coughs> what was on the screen I say to to him and then he put uh, he took uh, some glasses on uh, I had glasses on me uh, and still I couldn't see what was on the screen and I think he had done it for to do what he he wanted to do and um, and then he say try this uh, goggle glasses he say and it was extremely strong glasses so it blinded me I couldn't see anything and uh, I uh, I laugh a little about uh, I'm uh, total blind as uh, to him and uh, I uh, started to move around with my hands like uh, showing that I couldn't see anything and when I I come under the those newspaper the paper that was laying on the table and uh, suddenly I felt a knife a real sharp knife not a table knife a real knife and I in a second I took off the glasses and uh, when I took off uh, I saw his face and it was a killer a killing eyes and uh, he have told talk about a little about that he have been in the mental hospital and then um, I, I I go home and never come back to him but I was thinking after that in Sweden uh, if they kill a person and they are mental sick 
they don't get so many years in in prison they get uh, they be on in a hospital mental hospital for maybe two three years and then they coming out so i was thinking that he maybe have murdered someone and he was on his way to murder me and i i see it like uh, it was some guardian angels that uh, let me go into the paper and feel the knife or else uh, he have killed me so um, it have happened in Sweden also I was walking one day in in a, in a harbor I was looking for a church I have visited all the churches in my city and now and uh, first I of course I took and visited those biggest churches that everyone could see but then uh, I have ended uh, to visit those churches and those churches was not for me uh, I was looking for a church to be to join and um, I come come to a harbor uh, uh, in my search for this church, a little church, and there was a man sitting on the ground, and uh, there was no people uh, around because it was early Sunday morning, and uh, he sit there and he had. He was dressed like a woman, um, a whore, a real uh, not nice clothes. He had uh, uh, stockings uh, like a net and high heels and very, very short uh, dress. So I could see that he was a man between his legs. So he was sitting there and I don't know if he was very drunk or if he was on drugs. But I I go to him and ask him because I, I didn't see him so so clear. So I step uh, just at where he was and I ask him how he what he was doing and uh, if he could help him in some way and uh, he was sitting and crying and I I don't know today what we were talking about but then suddenly he started to be angry at me so I suppose he was on drugs and he he got very angry at me and uh, it came so suddenly and he started to dig into his his bag, his um, uh, wallet he had. Uh, he had a female bag, uh, a little big bag and uh, he was... Uh, going with his hand very very fast and uh, I understood that he was looking for a knife or a, or a, a weapon in some way and I back off and walk walk away from him and uh, the whole time I I was walking uh, from him I was thinking now he's coming and put a knife or shoot me or something. I was so scared, but I walked normally away from him. I didn't uh, trigger him to run after me. I was walking slowly away from him. And uh, it doesn't happen anything. 
And I think it, uh, this was that uh, my guardian angels, uh, they hide it from him so he couldn't find what he was searching for. And um, uh, this is, it have not happened if I had someone with me, a person with me. Then the people have not been bad to me, but I have been walking on my own. And um, so I, I come back to Sweden and uh, I go directly to the hospital and was laying there. And uh, then I should start my new life in Sweden. And uh, I didn't have idea. Um, I have no idea. I have a passport, and uh, and it have running out in time. Uh, so it was too old the passport, and uh, I did. And uh, those thieves in the United States have taken my my purse and. Um, and uh, I lost my ID card, and uh, so I have nothing. And it was very hard to start in Sweden to, because uh, you have to have ID for to get out money. Uh, we don't get money in the hand. When I, I go to the social service. And they they gave me money, but they don't give me in the hand. You have, I have to go to the bank and take out the money. And I didn't have any ID card. So it, uh, I have to go first to the tax collector office where they have all my details about me and uh, I told them I don't have anything that can prove that I am I and uh, they say I I should uh, get some uh, uh, mail where my address was on and uh, and then I say to them I'm homeless I don't have any address, and uh, the address I had had uh, for four years ago. They, uh, I don't have it with me, and uh, so I had to go to the police, and they research who I uh, I was. You know, for a short time I was. No one. I had a passport, and they could check the passport. Uh, so, so the police helped me to to get my ID. So it was for a little while. It was very hard, hard to not have anything that prove that I, I was. Me, <laughs> and then I should start uh, the bank account, uh, the, a new bank account, and I didn't know. I was confused. I was not myself when I got back to Sweden because I I started to get post-traumatic uh, syndrome. Because of everything I have been in to in the United States, so i I don't uh, knew how to start a bank account and uh, in the bank there was a young man, and he made more problems for me because he wanted to sell everything for me to me. He wanted me to sign up 
many things that cost me much money, uh, extra service on my bank account. And he take advantage of me being confused, uh, mental sick, like he look at me as mental sick because I didn't remember uh, things in Sweden and I didn't have a dress. I was homeless. So he take, took an advance on me and I couldn't believe that uh, a bank could do the such things. That was not in my mind, in my thinking. And so I get the problem and then I I couldn't get a, a real bank card as I have not and had had no job, I had no home um, and uh, no one helped me to start my life in Sweden. Everyone thought I, I knew everything and uh, at the hospital they asked me where I lived before I go, uh, before I left for United States, and I say I I don't know, I don't know where I lived. It, it uh, the the fact was that I plan to leave my husband in Sweden, and I have made so. We moved from that apartment where God showed up, where Jesus Christ was standing in the room. And I was thinking, I was too kindly. I wanted to help my husband so he didn't have so much rent to pay when I was not there. So we moved to, an, to another area in the city, another house. So it was not so bad that I don't didn't remember that I have been staying in a place for many years. Not that. I, I maybe lived there one month before I left. So so I did forget I remember the other address. I lived on, but that was not the right address. So, and uh, for after some, after so, some uh, months, I went to that place to really be sure to know, uh, remember wh where I lived before when I left. So. That was very confusing, and in the same time, I went went uh, worse and worse in the post-traumatic disorder, and because of of all this confusing and mental issues I had, uh, my psoriasis be going worse and worse and worse. And uh, the doctor, uh, I, I go to the doctor and uh, I have, uh, I didn't know what it was, but I told her that I had very much pain in my back. I say to her where, where the bra is, where it's, uh, women have the bra uh, in the back, up, up uh, under the shoulder almost. And I told her, and she thought I, I had only an ordinary pain in my back. And I had, um, I had uh, for many years ago, x-ray on my back and I had a, a broken 
is a spine in the back but it that sent hurt me because it was lower down this was higher up and she gave me medicine painkiller medicine and uh, the more i eat of the painkiller the more pain i got so it's going i get more and more and more painkiller uh, it's called uh, tramadol that's uh, you have it in your country also most country have that painkiller it's a it's a real drug uh, those druggies use that medicine to uh, so I got more and more and more of it and uh, I know today that it's going worse if I eat such uh, medicine so I don't eat painkiller more than those uh, for uh, headache those uh, that it's not so strong Um, uh, if I have some pain and um, so it's ended that they wrote on the computer in my profile my at the doctor portfolio of what is called um, records that uh, it's as soon as they uh, look at my my name and what what I had for medicine it says that She's not allowed to get more than uh, tramadol, more tramadol than for 14 days. So they they look at me as a uh, druggy, and um, and I uh, I be uh, angry and frustrated that that uh, my doctor didn't understood what why I had that kind of pain so it's come uh, about 2012 it come uh, it changed that uh, I could uh, could uh, take me to a doctor a special doctor expert doctor uh, on my own I didn't need to go to a doctor and the doctor sent me to the expert so immediately when that change come in the healthcare I started to investigate my own problem in my body so I I signed in for many doctors and um, they find out that my pancreas was was very bad and that is a typical pain if you have a a a bad pancreas the typical sign for it is that you that is pain in your back uh, in the upper back just where the, your, your chest is behind the chest there it's coming out the pain and the doctor couldn't couldn't understand it and I was very happy that that I got real medicine for pancreas so I didn't need to take tramadol anymore I go out from Tramadol and then also that I uh, I uh, go into depression very much depression when I come back to Sweden and um, and uh, I I was not in this I have never been in depression 
before, but in, in about 2009, I, I was very bad in depression and I got medicine for depression and it go worse when I, I eat those medicine and uh, I go really crazy and I, I was talking to people in very uh, strange things and one day I have been very bad to one person talking very bad to him, uh, sexual things to him. And I was thinking that this is not me. I have to quit eating the, the, that medicine. So uh, immediately I go much better in my brain. So that medicine was not for me. And then when I got the medicine, medicine for the pancreas, and uh, it's uh, make me, this uh, pancreas, it, it did uh, do to me that I didn't digest, I didn't digest the food I eat. Uh, it's um, in simple words to say that I didn't melt inside my belly the food. And uh, so I didn't get any vitamins and minerals because of that. It's and uh, and when I I uh, they find out that my pancreas was bad. I got enzymes to digest food with and then uh, they say that you don't uh, as you can't digest the food you need to have extra vitamin and minerals so I got it for free uh, all the vitamins and minerals and when I started to eat it then uh, I'd be okay. I, I, the depression was going away. So I, I tell uh, uh, people that have depression that maybe it's because you lack, you, you don't eat uh, so much healthy food or you don't digest your food properly. So maybe you don't get vitamins and minerals in your body. And if you are out of vitamins and minerals, that make you sick mentally. I tell them that. It's, it have with each other to do. The mental health and if you don't have fully vitamins and minerals in your body then you'll be sick so I I was not uh, mental sick because of that I, I was mental sick it was because I didn't have have the now I don't remember, but I say it in this way. I didn't have the vitamins and minerals in my body. So that was not a, a really a mental issue. So I, I can go down today also in, in depression sometimes. But when I do that... I understand, I understand it today that I take extra vitamins and minerals and it's going away. And then also uh, I started to sing karaoke very much, uh, many hours per day. And that makes you... Uh, the singing make the body open up. 
the circulation in your body be much better and, and you'll get your oxygen oxygen into your lungs. Singing is very good. It's very healthy to sing. Not only that it's be better mentally also, but all, uh, but that is the circulation in your body be better. Even if you can't sing, you should sing. It doesn't matter. Uh, but uh, it doesn't need to be perfect singing. And uh, so I I bought me very early in 2006 a karaoke machine and then I started to collect CDs with karaoke on and um, so it's uh, started that uh, I have told you that I was to to the social service when I go come out from the hospital I I, I go to the social service and my past city I lived in they didn't want me and so my social service the woman there she said that I should sign me into this city so I did, and then she could help me. And first she helped me, so I was staying in, in a little hotel. So I have a li- little room in a hotel, not a fancy, uh, a simple hotel room for some nights. And uh, I, I go to the social, I, I, I go to social service, but she say that. She couldn't help me with the money uh, because it was against the rules that if I didn't have any uh, home or I, I didn't have any job and uh, I was homeless, that she couldn't help and I, did, I was not looking for a job. When I come back from United States, I say, "I have been in United States. How can I? How could I look for a job in the United States?" I say to her, but she, uh, I did only get um, uh, not the one month money I got for for two weeks money and the the money uh, you, uh, you, uh, there is uh, for from the social service is not much so when i get only for two weeks it was worse so i couldn't eat and um, so i go to to a church and i got some food from from a church and um, and the, and then they uh, I got uh, so I could talk in the church with one uh, deaconess and uh, but I needed uh, the uh, the social service didn't want to pay for for the hotel so they gave me a little little store unit like a little 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 house uh, at the camping ground at the it was very nice with the it was uh, at the beach uh, it was uh, I come back to Sweden in May 4 so it was summer, so it was okay, and the those those the house where I was in, it was not for rent to people. It was to store tools in, 
but it, there was a bed in it, and it was um, an, an electric uh, stove that had for two two um, pots to do. It was not a real stove. It was only the, those mobile to the mobile uh, stove that you can carry with you uh, I had and uh, it was nothing in that house and I was was uh, thinking how can I get some pillows and bed sets it was a mattress was it there but it was no pillow and no blankets and uh, nothing in the bed and uh, then I only get for 40 days so I was uh, next time I got uh, for a whole month money and that was the money I have to spend on the bed set and then also there was no pots to make food in. So I have to buy those things. So I was, I have no money for food. So I have to go and beg for, for food. And uh, I was to their um, soup kitchen uh, where the homeless was. And uh, I was there and asked because uh, they we have to pay a little money, not much, but a little money. And I say I have nothing, I have no money at all. And uh, they f they uh, didn't recognize me as homeless, so they understood that uh, I'm telling the truth. So I got some some food to eat until I get next month money from the social service uh, so I could start to buy me some food. And um, I was going into the, the job agency that we have, that, that's office. And I signed me in there, but I don't know, still today, I don't know why. Every time I go and should uh, look for a job uh, and ask them if they have some job for me in that office, they say that you are not signed in into asking for job. They say to me every time, every time I go there, I go there at least uh, once a week and and ask if they have a job for me. And every time they say that they you are not signed in here, they re refuse to sign me in. So I couldn't get any job in that way. So some papers was said to them that I, I couldn't work and that I was thinking when I come back from from United States I have been working in United States even uh, if I didn't work so long time I had been working uh, in the J.C. Penny and uh, Lily Vernon and Sora Lee uh, have been working and I work with those Muslim people. I make sure that I have a paper that I have been working for the Muslim people because they try to trick me. Now I remember. Now it's coming something else that I have forgotten uh, it's 
they, the man in uh, in the house, uh, the Muslim man, he tried to to steal money from me. <laughs> he gave me, um, I got paid, but then he want the money back, and uh, he said that I he should open a bank account for me, and uh, he should manage it for me and he said that but the banks say that he had to uh, have a paper that says that I was working for him so that was very good because I have to sign under a paper that he have uh, written that I was working for him so that paper I had with me to Sweden and I show it up that I have been working in the United States and I have uh, I have my paying checks uh, report that how many hours I have been working in the United States all of this I have collected I took it with me to Sweden and I was thinking that, oh, they are going to be very happy. They want me to to get a job immediately when I'm coming to Sweden because I have been working international and I can speak English. Uh, and I was thinking, and I was... He, the paper from the Muslim it says that I've been working 12 hours every day uh, five days in the week and uh, they still didn't want me to work I'd be more and more disappointed more and more uh, I I go in depression because it was the time when I would go depression and uh, and felt me so worthless. And uh, I don't know why they didn't try to help me. And it was in a time when I started to be more and more sick in psoriasis. And uh, pancreas was not good and they, it gave me depression. and. Uh, there was no one uh, was taking care of me, and they didn't even wanted me in those uh, job agency uh, office. Uh, so I, it break me very much down to feel like like I was worthless. No one wanted me. I, I was. I was uh, 52 years old when I come back to Sweden. I still had many years to to give to to a company working for them, but, but they stopped me. And uh, then the social service wanted me to be retired because of mental issues and uh, they sent me to uh, a psychology uh, a private psychologist and she I was so down uh, that I didn't get any job so when she asked me do you really want to have a job do you really want to work I have I had given up on working in Sweden. So I say to her, no, I don't want to work. Then she wrote a letter to the social service and to doctors that I was so mental sick. So I, I, I was very angry and uh, I was thinking I should threw it into trash but then uh, after a while I calmed me down and was thinking that 
that was good anyway. It doesn't matter that she wrote this in the letter about my diagnosis, that I diagnosis that I couldn't work. I was so mental sick, so I couldn't even work if I had someone with me showing me what I should do. <laughs> and I have been working in the United States, being a supervisor at Sara Lee. I was uh, on my own uh, 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 cleaning up the whole the whole uh, industry there and have all uh, this uh, supervisor over 10 people and and working for these Muslim people and uh, and they say uh, and she wrote like that but then I, I was deciding me for that's good paper even if it looked very bad uh, and uh, and I was thinking they can't see me like that they they have me in front of them and they can tell that I was not that mentally sick. But that's how they treated me when I come back to Sweden. So I, I was not... I was not in... in comfort zone when I come back to Sweden. It was... about the same, worse that in the United States. I have to tell you something before I end now, because I remember when the first day I was working for the Muslim people, that was the end of the school. And the boy was in the first class. And he should end, end his class. And... Uh, the man uh, took me with me to the doc to the school, and um, they didn't and the kids didn't know me. This was the first day I was there, and uh, he the man left left the school and he said to me that you to take the care the take care of the kids and take them home after this is over, he say. And uh, and he said that you, I have talked to the teacher and she is going to drive you home. He said to me and left me and uh, I have a very nice camera also take a picture of the kids. And um, and it's ended, and all the people were walking out from the school, and I sit there on my own with two kids that didn't know me, and I, uh, the teacher was on her way to walk away, so I hurry and walk, walk to her as I saw that she is going to leave here. And we sit here by ourselves. So I go to the teacher and, and say to her, um, uh, the man said that we, we are going with you home uh, to us. You drive us home. And she, and she look at me and said, you have not talking to me, he say. <laughs> she was very shocked that I say that and um, but then it come a woman uh, in us that have left something in in this uh, location and uh, the teacher say does these things that God do because that woman she lived very close to our house so she could she could easily drive us because she passed by that house. 
So the, the teacher said that she could, we could go with her. Um, the, that was a Spanish uh, woman. And uh, in the car she asked the kids, because uh, they look different. They they look they have black hair and brown eyes and not look like maybe she thought they were Spanish, and she asked the boy, uh, "Where are you from?" and and the boy say California. He say, and look at his sister and showing her that she should not say anything. And uh, and uh, I saw that woman was uh, very surprised of the answer, but the boy had uh, from his father have should not tell that they were from from Afghanistan, Pakistan, uh, that uh, and telling them they were from where their mother was living. Uh, when she married, it was in California, so they say that. And she, the the woman that drove there, she, she didn't understood why he say that. And so she drive home, and and I, I was there by myself. Everything could have happened, and how he could run away from his kids like that. So there is more to tell you about the United States. Uh, now it was something that I remember many things, like I said before, that many things I, I have forgotten because uh, I want to forget it. Someone is on me the whole time now. So I have to let it, that spirit come through. I don't know what it is. Something is it. I think it's a man. At first it looked like a woman, but it looked like a man, a young man. And uh, I think it's Jesus, because he, he looked like in in his 30s. No, uh, he do this looking down at my floor, and he, and I, I, I have to ask him in my mind, Telepathic, what is, what's it's about? Why he come through? Now we say I want only to tell. Is something? He say I want only say something short. He say that's. Uh, it's a. It's about your education, he said to me. That uh, you have to make through this time of education for to staying strong today, he said. <coughs> It's, um, I want only to say this to you, that uh, it was not any breakthrough. We have this control, even if it looked like, uh, and it have looked like many times that uh, we left you. Uh, that we left you alone with all this problem, but that was a way of 
education for you. So he said that he was have standing and listen at me in the room here. He have standing in, in the corner and have listened to me when I have recording this. And he wanted to infiltrate, he say, I don't know if it's the right word. Uh, in that uh, he wanted to uh, add to it my talking that everything that seems so bad uh, that I have going through it have only been an education and uh, they were they were the whole time in control and I understand that because I am not I was not killed. I'm sitting here and talk. I was not killed. So, of course, they have a control. But in my worldly, my way to see it, it seems like I was left alone. But that's not how they were working on uh, in my life. So uh, it's so different what we see and hear and understand and what they are doing. So we should not uh, blame them and be bitter and thinking that that they don't care. They don't they care for people. They there there is some people they they pick out to take care of special take care of they they love all people but there is people that they pick that have a a task a proposal things to do under heaven that uh, that they work from heaven w- within us and around us. Uh, it's nothing that we uh, we are saying and doing and act. It's uh, on. They say he say on behalf of us. He say. We do what we are doing. We that know we are picked by heaven. Uh, not all everyone is coming to to the this high level as I have done, but many is pushed up high up f- from them, and it what uh, it you were target. Already before you come to to this planet, they they pick you out already in heaven, in your life before this life. They pick you out. They, he said to me that he they in. In some way, they educate you before you are coming to this planet, and that's why you you coming with a, a knowledge and a remembrance of uh, the life you had before you come to this planet. That's why it's it's be very confusing for. A child growing up, when they, when they remember what it was before they come to, to Earth. And uh, they can say things and do things that. That we here on, on this planet, don't understand and think it's, they are odd or, 
or there, there is a mental issue, but it's not that because they come with some knowledge for from the life before this life and uh, it's, uh, they always uh, hold a hand up like now I'm walking away so he's disappeared now and I know it was Jesus coming through and talk about it because he is some kind of leaders for what I have going on in my life. Thank you for coming through. Thank you for listening at this episode. Thank you. And thank you for the knowledge, both for for you and me to get it. I didn't. I don't know these things. Uh, I got to understand uh, in that way they are talking to us. I'm the. I'm student also. I don't know anything of this that they are telling us from heaven. So thank you. And God bless you. And ho- hope you're coming back again. <laughs>